This content was produced prior to the recent SAG after strike authorization. Welcome to Vulnerable, where anything goes. I absolutely love this podcast so much because I get to choose who comes on. That's right, me, Christy Carlson Romano, your host. Um, Today I have Maitland Ward. She is an adult film actress, but she is also an actress that you know because you grew up with her on Boy Meets World. But she's also a wife, a writer. She has a wonderful book called Rated X. Uh, How Porn Liberated Me from Hollywood. She's really fascinating. I loved talking to her. She's got a great head on her shoulders. She is very happy. And so uh, I hope you guys enjoy this very sassy NSFW episode of Vulnerable. So we we connected about Will Friedle. Yes. Will is amazing. He's a sweetheart. And (laughs) I've hosted podcasts with him in the past, and he was, you know, the Ron Stoppable to my Kim Possible, which I said— Maitland, you look like Kim Possible. And I need to be a Kim Possible. And she needs to do a cosplay. Yes. <laughs> Not just that, but I told <laughs> her thing. a whole video. <laughs> well, that actually is interesting. So have you ever, have you ever, have you leaned into, and forgive my ignorance, mm-hmm. um, have you, have you leaned into cosplay porn? Oh, yes, a little bit, especially when I did my own content, which I started, you know, making like a year and a half before I did anything professionally in porn or uh, I was doing my own Patreon content Mm. and I definitely played with the cosplay with this, definitely the sexy cosplay, sexual cosplay. I do custom videos now on OnlyFans, like with certain characters if they, uh, people ask for it. Interesting. But you wouldn't, you wouldn't go out and say, I'm going to make a full video because your videos are more, you were saying it's adult entertainment with what you produce. Yeah. I mean, a lot of my uh, stuff in, especially I work with Vixen Media Group and stuff, and I'm the face of a brand called Deeper. Um, It's much more like lengthier feature films. Like I have three page monologues that I have to totally like memorize. It's like, it's so much, but I love it. But it's these deep, dark, characters with a lot of story. Wow, three-page monologues. Yeah, I know. Did we ever do that <laughs> back in the day? I was I like, know. it was more stuff than I ever memorized. And you're like doing this to yourself, too. Yeah. <laughs> so you're also a masochist. I also, <laughs> yes, it's part of the whole thing. No. Oh, that's so but cool. But it's fun, and yeah. I, um, and it's it's neat to be able to play these different kind of darker roles. And yeah. With a, like, well, Hollywood, style. you know, doesn't tend to offer <laughs> a lot of... T- I don't know, three-dimensionality. Yeah. And these days, too, I think, like, um, it's it's hard to find the juicier roles. I think that yes. there's a lot of really great representation and visibility, but I also think that there's so many different parts for so many different people. Mm-hmm. Um, I would think it's probably pretty hard to find parts that are, you know. Yeah. And not to mention that you're probably not, are you doing traditional Hollywood now? No, I'm, I am and I'm not. I never say that I've, like, left. And this is interesting because I actually had a talk with after – my book came out and everything. Um, I had a talk with uh, the executive producer, Michael Jacobs from Boy Meets World. And we actually had a great... Did he read your book? I don't know if he read the whole... He, he knew some... He knew of my issues. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say if he read the whole book. But um, we had an hour and a half talk after that, after it came out and after everything. Mm-hmm. And um, and it was very good. So we're in a really good place right now. But And he said something interesting, which um, I might have expected from him, but he was like... You know, never say 
you're an adult now. You're not in mainstream. He said, never make it other than you're, he goes, I look at you and you're an actress no matter what you do. And these are just the genres that you perform in. Mm-hmm. And it really made me think. And um, and actually this year I won Best Actress at AVN. Congratulations. Yay, I love that. <laughs> but I use it, I had that in part of my speech because it really meant something to, to tell everyone, stop saying you're other than just because you're doing adult entertainment. You can make it as big and as good as you want it to be. You really can. And, it would look like, um, what's her name who's on Euphoria? Cherry. Oh, Chloe Cherry. Chloe Cherry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and it's like, I also, I think that that was really interesting with the visibility with her. With like Yeah, she's, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I like that. I think inclusivity is important when we're talking about yeah. sex work, right? Yes, exactly. And so, so setting your, and I think a lot of people in adult entertainment tend to, maybe not even consciously, fall into that thing of, oh, mainstream porn. It's, it's, it's two different things. And mm-hmm. I think that the bridges really can go back and forth. I think there is really a bridge there if people, you know, embrace it. And I think people are more and more embracing that. And so we also talked about how, I'm sorry, I'm like point, I'm pointing at you. That was, this is, I'm Italian <laughs> and I speak with my hands. I speak with my hands a little bit oh, too. Oh, go ahead. We can just go like We can this. just grab each other. Um, <laughs> it turns into a whole new video. See, this is how it all began for me. <laughs> I love it. Exactly. How it all began is, is what we want to try to brush on as well. Yeah. So, like, basically, when Will came up to you at a Comic-Con, he was like, hey, are you happy? Yeah. And that was something that you said he yeah. asks, he's asked in the past. Yes, that was the first thing. Because I hadn't seen, this was, this is before, when I ran into him that time, it was before the pandemic. So, okay. it was actually when I had just uh, broke the news that I was going to be in this feature film for Deeper, that, uh, and I broke it to the press, and it went crazy. It was the most wild thing. It it beat Bernie's heart attack, Bernie Sanders' heart attack the day it came out. It was the number one Google trending oh, thing. That wh- Rachel is doing porn. And, <laughs> and the, the subscriptions for the site went through the roof. They were just doubling and tripling and quadrupling. For which site? For a deeper.com uh, okay. that, uh, you know, I'm the face of. And do, so I did this feature film, feature adult film for them. And, for, and I don't think people realize that uh, women have so much of a part in adult entertainment. Like the director that I work with on Deeper, Caden Cross, has been a performer for years. And she created a brand. She created this whole genre of doing this adult actual filmmaking, like so feature filmmaking with lengthy scripts and stuff. And well, that. shout out to her. Yeah. And and there are a lot of women in porn who are having such success as directors and, and creators. I feel like I've heard about that. And I feel like remember mm-hmm. 40 Deuce? What was that thing called? That Do, uh, do you remember? There was like a porn-focused uh, show that was oh, on something. HBO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. And like— I, I can't remember. What is it called? I thought it was called 40 Deuce. Yeah. I had an audition for it, and I was very scared about being naked. I had been— Oh, na- yeah. I was and like, one time I was, too. I was like, <laughs> I know. And actually, well, okay, so I, I did do uh, I did do a nude scene, and I had a very specific experience with that, and I'd love to talk and unpack yeah. that with you. Yeah, sure. Maybe you could help me, like— co- How like, was it co- for you? Like, how old were you at the time? So I was 20—oh, God, 24. God, I think it was like 24 or 25. Okay. That would have still been, I've been, I was like very nervous at that point. I was so. very nervous. <laughs> I mean, like they're spraying your like, you know, your body parts so that it's yeah. all like looking great. And, yeah, the body paint. And they were like, this is what they do on like makeup. Playboy. And I was like, yeah. oh, I guess I feel better. That makes me feel better. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. I kind of didn't know what I was doing. That's what I'm going to say is that like, I think that I, um, I came from the need to like shed my Disney image. Yeah. And, um, I, when I talk to you about how you made this transition, it feels a lot more like like less desperate <laughs> than like what I did. No, so I you started desperate. with doing it organically though. Like you were doing it 
as as a cosplayer with sexy outfits, mm-hmm. and then you were building your that. Yeah, you enjoyed it. I felt like, oh, I really like this. I like this exhibitionist side of me, and that was really how it originally began. And when I started my Patreon as an adult creator, it was like adult for them is like nudes and. Uh-huh. Um, you know, so I was doing this Playboy-esque type stuff, but it was all for me. I was in charge of the brand. I was in charge of what was going out there. Which is I, super empowering. Yeah. So I wasn't like saying, oh, some somebody was just taking pictures and they were going to put them out there somewhere. I everything I knew and I made the videos and I made the fun stuff. I did a lot of cosplay stuff that was a lot of just fun and, and that guys that could have, they love the characters, but then they could fantasize to them too. Girls too. Um... But so that's how it snowballed. And then I was like, oh, I want to try to do stuff with girls. Let's try to, you know, have a slumber party here and there and do some fun things. With Patreon stuff. Yeah, with Patreon stuff. Got it. Yeah, with Patreon stuff. Still can't believe you didn't do anything with Shigo (laughs) as Kim Possible. That's wild I I know. I was, well, it's going to happen. It's going to. It's going to happen. You have to send me the photos. (laughs) I I will respectfully look at them and be like, she listened to me. (laughs) That is really great. Okay, so that's really great that women are producing content. Yeah. For women, because I also think that if we're prioritizing female pleasure in the narrative, men who are watching porn usually are watching it not just for their, but it's for their own pleasure. Yeah. But what I think is that they learn so much about how to make have sex. Yes. <laughs> I was going to say make love, but to have sex. Yeah. From watching porn. Yeah. And that's interesting because um, I think women creating porn is actually good. They know the buttons to push for like a straight male yeah. gaze that's watching it. Right, right. Um, so I think they get more out of it. They get, I always feel like, uh, you know, the, t- the stereotype about porn is like the little things you see on Pornhub where it's like this silly pizza guy or like this yeah, just yeah. really stupid. And there, a lot of people think that's what it is. But I always think that making it like fill the five senses. And I think that's true with any writing or any, any story, anything you're watching, like, Sure, you're not there to taste and smell, but you feel like you are. Like, you feel like you can just embody the whole screen, and I think that's important. And I think a lot of times when we have the scripts, and and I'm very big on dirty talk, and I found that to be— such a fun thing for me to do. And I just go on and on. And, and, um, you're like a natural poet writer. Well, it's just, I, I don't know. I just love getting dirty talk. Okay. Can you give me some tips on dirty talk? Cause my husband and I like dirty talk. I'm (laughs) like, I'm dry. And I I don't know what I'm saying. No, but I think a lot of women, especially get in men too, but get embarrassed about what they're going to say. But I mean, I just, yeah, they get in their head. You get in your head. Like, what is it cool? Like to say, you know, but, um, he's really sweet by the way. He's so wonderful. He's like, babe, say anything. I'm like, okay, I'll try. It's not, not as as you know terrifying <laughs> as people make it out to be like is he going to judge me no I, I swear yeah <laughs> but I I found like definitely you get into your sexy voice you got to mm. get in and and you know well, I don't know if I can say all the things <laughs> that I would say but you we can leave it out you, you can try want to uh you know talk about things going down throats and choking you and like Ooh, <laughs> you okay know. great you know get graphic with it it's okay. a fantasy five senses is actually five a senses, really good yes. tip like, yeah. I can, yeah, I can just feel you feeling me and just yeah. choking me and making me. Oh, my God. He would love this. He can't wait to watch this podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's all fantasy. It's all fantasy. It's all fantasy. <laughs> all fan- and that actually is interesting when you think about that you you came through cosplay and that mm-hmm. there was a fantasy. Do you remember that at the uh, conventions that there was signs that had to be like, don't touch me. Cosplay is not consent. Oh, yeah. They do that at actually adult conventions too. Do I they? haven't actually had that. You know what? It's I think it's because of Boy Meets World. I actually have a lot more respectful people. Mm. And I never really had the issue of people like coming up and like 
just grabbing like too groping much. you. I mean hugs, and I'm because like, they okay. see you as sort of like conventional celebrity. They still see it, and I think they see me as kind of like that bridge. And they also feel more comfortable asking me questions about the industry because I don't know. There's still this taboo. The scary porn person is must be just this terrifying evil, like, and it's crazy. Lurking Quasimodo. Yeah, and it's just normal people, but they think, <laughs> okay, you were in my living room on Friday nights. I feel more comfortable to ask you questions, so I'm happy yeah, to Yeah, you're kind of like a big sister type for yeah, people. Yeah, so I'm, like, yeah. a really hot big sister type. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that. I do. I feel that. I was also a hot big sister type. Yes. <laughs> we're still the hot big sister. I mean, sisters. I don't know where. Yeah, now I'm more of the hot MILF type. I'll, I'll take well, it. Well, I just did MILFy stuff for the first time. MILFy like, stuff? What is that like? Well, well, you know, it's interesting because I do do a lot of the dark scripts for Deeper and stuff. Um, when you say dark, what does I that mean, mean? like, I'm very, like, I play uh, different roles. I'll play, like, this Mistress Maitland character where it's, Ooh. she's very diabolical. Like, right. she ties people up and whips them and, she, you she's know. She's a villain. She She's not a villain. She's so, she's just, she's just the people like it. Listen, the people like it. It's you give the people what they the want, honey. Yeah. I know all, all about it. All my people. <laughs> But, um, yeah, and I, I've discovered just fun things I can do myself where I wouldn't do it in real life, but yeah. it's just an You outlet. seem so joyful when you talk about this. It <laughs> I makes am. me really happy to see that. <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah, no, it's it's a lot of fun, and I think yeah. people don't realize how much light fun we do have on sets, even when it's intense. Right. Well, it's, it's also it's, like you're like, it's like when you're on a regular set, people tend to, their inhibitions are down and they're having fun and they feel like a family on the set. Yeah. But I would think that in the adult entertainment arena, everyone really has their guard down and is yes. like trusting everyone else on that set. Oh, you right? have to. And you know, it's interesting when you said you uh, doing your nude scene mm -hmm. and you didn't know like what was going on. There's yeah. so much talk ahead of time. Like there's so much consent. You have to have your nose, like what you want and do not want in the scene. You have to have discussions ahead of time before the scene. So there's so much, you, you know, what's going to happen. It's not yeah. like you're just going out there and it's, you know, so I actually, I totally get that on a mainstream set. I would feel much more like they don't know. And they're always embarrassed on mainstream sets. Like, I remember— Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, I, I had the consent. We had the talks. Yeah. I remember talking. But you know, were just like, hmm, I don't yeah, know Yeah, they were do. like, oh, God, look down. They didn't yeah. know what to— Yeah, no, and it was a close right. set and all that stuff. And it's like, I personally was trying to crack jokes, I remember. Yeah. You know, and Which then like— fun. Yeah, I should have probably had a drink before because I was drinking <laughs> at the time. But um, I think I, 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 you know— Fuck it, right? Like yeah. you say, you at a certain point, you're just like, okay, fuck it. I'm just going to do this. And um, have you had like, have you had some negative experiences or have you just taken everything and been like, this is a learning curve? No, I haven't had negative experiences Good. really in porn except, uh, no. And, but it's, I also have a different thing. Like I go in and I choose like who I'm going to work with and like what scripts I'm going to do. Yeah. And so I very much have control over the kind of content that I want to put out. So I'm fortunate. I'm sure people have negative experiences everywhere. Mm -hmm. um, and Have I you think, mentored anybody that you feel like is coming in and you're like, I could help that person? You know what? Yeah. I and mean, I think, I like to help people, especially not so much with the sexual performance. I think a lot of younger women come in. I'm surprised. They're amazing how they come in so confident and mm -hmm. to use their bodies. And, like, they're just not affected by anything. They they build these careers at a young age where they— You were talking about Riley— Oh, Riley Reed. yes. Riley Reed. Yes. Yes. I did some fun stuff with her. I actually did a Mistress Maitland with her where I made her eat money. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, she stuffed dollar bills into her mouth and wow. ate it. Really? You did she like, actually eat my it? Secretary. I'm so Well, I'm so it was gullible. just paper. It wasn't actual money. But she kind of did. She's, wow. She's hardcore like that. I was going to say, she um, seems very method. She, yeah, she's very. But we had a, <laughs> we actually went, talking about a YouTube thing, we went on a 
on, um, was it Hollywood, Hollywood Boulevard? Mm-hmm. And like, um, we interviewed guys on the street and so asked smart. to, well, we asked to see their dick pics and rate them. <laughs> yes. And we did. And it was so much fun. But I honestly think half the guys just pulled up things on the internet. And yeah, like, they were this like, this is, this is a big old Everyone dog. was huge. <laughs> oh, no. And, and I was like, hmm, they're bigger than some of the guys that I've seen on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're like, I recognize site. that. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. That's Jason Love from Black. I can't believe it. No. I love that. You're I like, know that's the dick's not around. you. <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. Could we talk about your book? Yeah, sure. Amazing. So <laughs> it's Rated X. Yes. How Porn Liberated Me from Hollywood. Dude, that's so cool. <laughs> Please, can, wait, is, can I, can I have this? Yes, you can. <gasps> Definitely. Thank you. Definitely. Could you it. sign it too? Yes, I will. Oh Absolutely. my God. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh, I love this. A laugh out loud, empowering. I love that. And provocative behind the scenes look at a former Disney princess who found her fairy tale in porn. <laughs> That's crazy. So obviously Disney's probably not okay with you these days. <laughs> no, I know. Well, yeah. Whenever I go to Disneyland, I hide. Yeah, you're <laughs> like, I, I start to Disney burn and smoke, right? Oh, I know. I, it's just actually kind of interesting um, because uh, D- Disney's a very different time in their lives right now. I think they're... they're, they're I think so too. Right? Like they're yes. like in a very different place. Yes. <laughs> like back then it was, it, it was just a weird experience for everybody. Right. Concerned. They were scared. In the 90s, 2000s, like, it was, yeah. Yeah, it was a trickle down. It was definitely a trickle down. And, yeah. I, and I, here's the thing about it, though. I think, like, I do understand when we talk about what we're exposing kids to. It's like, I don't do, I don't think you personally, and tell me, correct mm-hmm. me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Other than for, like, medical, educational purposes, which I'm sure there's certain porn dedicated for that. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> you don't, probably don't want, like, kids looking at porn before no, they're ready, no, right? not at all. You're not endorsing that. And you know what's that. interesting? People say, come and say, oh, kids are watching this. And Pornhub has all this stuff on it that's, mm. like, you know, kids can get it. But we are not for that. We don't want anything to do with trafficking or kids watching or anything. That hurts us as an industry. And the the actual legitimate porn industry wants nothing to do with that. And we want to be set apart. And we want to have, like, a verification, like, on, on these sites to make sure none of that happens. It's all of these amateur places that are uploading bad stuff that they're, they're available on these these sort of, like, um, pirated websites that that's where kids are finding stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, no, they shouldn't learn from it. <laughs> like, no, yeah. there should, you, you're, like, for more regulation. More, yes. And so we can be more in control of what is produced from the industry. Because people always say, well, there's these horror stories in porn, and, they and you know, girls are raped and trafficked and stuff. That is not the legitimate porn industry. That's like saying, oh, to use Disney or, or Warner Brothers or something, for example. All entertainment should be stopped because, you know, there's bad guys in the Valley filming interta- in, independent Well, they're films doing, like, sc- shark movies in Louisiana, right. and they're, like, right. literally violating every SAG, right. like, right. rule known to man. And it's, like, the same kind of thing. Exactly. But it's, yeah. like, you can't blame an entire entertainment industry for people that are Well, and also the porn, porn uh, as a, or adult entertainment has been around for a long, long time now. Yeah. How many decades? Has, what was the first porn ever made? Oh, gosh. You know, was it own. Debbie Does Dallas? Well, those were original, old. I mean, porn's been around since I think there's. I've seen videos since from the twenties. Like, yes, since right. Moving in since even not the talkies, <laughs> but um, but if you're talking about like serious porn, I guess the seventies would be like the big. But there was always a stag movies that people would find. There's always been this sexual content. There's been sexual sex workers and stuff mm-hmm. that have, you know, always been there. It's mm-hmm. just always this 
taboo and this putting down of like. Let me ask you this: If it wasn't taboo, would it be? Would that be like? Would it be valued less monetarily? You know what? I do, that's a good question. I know if it wasn't as taboo, like the girls in the industry would be more taken care of by the outside world because people think that like porn, they get this conception that porn ruins these women, and they go out in society and bad things happen. But it's actually, I think a lot of people find a safety net in porn because it's such a tight knit community. It's mm -hmm. very like watches after each other that's for great. the most part. It's people that maybe feel other than or they have different sexual orientations or they're different ways to express themselves and they feel like they fit in in porn. Well, then they go out to the real world and people shun them and it's taboo and they can't live lives in the way that they want to live, mm -hmm. some people. So that's what really that's what really harms them is the, the outside world just still throwing these stones at women. So I think if it was less taboo in that way, if there was less regulation – not regulation, but if there was less, like, thinking that they're just, like, this evil, like, you know, and people right, coming that, against them. That, and I so, too, like, if if the more you guys come out against any of the, the – I love that when you're saying, like, it actually we aren't for the crazy. No, We're not for ever. the regulation like, of it. And, yeah. that, and it's so frustrating when people try to couple the adult industry with trafficking, which has nothing – you have to – when you go into a set mm -hmm. and you're about to do a sex scene, you have to sign all of this paperwork on camera – you have to show two forms of ID and put it up to your face on cam on video. And then they also ask you, you know, are you under the influence? Is anybody making you be here? Like you on video or are they on, They're filming you. Like there's somebody filming you with a wow. newspaper. You have to show the date of the newspaper. Wow. It's a lot. In so people that say, oh. And who do they send this to? Is this for the government or? No, I think they keep it on file in case somebody would come back and. You who know, would that be like somebody said, oh, I, I, I was, didn't do that. I was, mm, you know, I didn't want to do that. I was that. under the or something. Yeah, okay. right. But then you come on and you, you know, we can see that you were agreeing to it. And you're and you tested, by the way? Up. Everyone's tested Everyone still? Everyone is tested. Okay. Every, and that's what too. People think, oh, it's just STDs everywhere. Every two weeks you have to be tested. Wow. Okay. Drug blood blood tested. Blood, urine, mm -hmm. everything. Mm -hmm. You do the whole every sec STD. Mm -hmm. um, and then when COVID was around, we were doing COVID tests every day. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> that was not fun. No, we have stopped doing that all the time, too. I mean, yeah. you know. Yeah, that must have been very that interesting. Was, and we made a huge, like, feature project during COVID. And it's amazing that we got it up and running, and it did so well, and it had won so many awards. But, um, like— we, the, the company rented a big penthouse, like a big Los Angeles penthouse to film this in. And it, so nobody would have to leave or nobody would, people would be in the same place. So we you were could quarantined. Just, pretty much. And we went a home pandemic. But every morning we tested no matter if we were working that day or not. And it was over the period of several weeks, like three weeks or and something. And you got through it. And we got through it and it was great. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. So it was kind of like a testament to the fact that we were able to make a project when Hollywood was scrambling to get anything out. A hundred percent. Yeah, because this is. was like July of the pandemic. Of 2020. Yeah. 2020. Oh yeah. That was deep in That it. was deep. We were, And it, it just opened up. Like LA had just been like, okay, you can work. And we just scrambled to work. Did you see a lot of people start to come to your content through the pandemic? Were they, like, lonely? Or well, like OnlyFans blew up during That's the pandemic. Right. Okay. I mean, for everyone. It was like— So did you start making a lot more money? Yes. Yes. Right, good for you. Yes. <laughs> Make that money! <laughs> yes. During the pandemic, it was like—but um, I had started OnlyFans—I had kind of— you know, I had Patreon, and then I kind of went over to OnlyFans, like, right when I started to really be in professional films and everything. Mm -hmm. And so that blew up. But, yeah, it was started to make you know, six figures a month that you're just um, – people wanted to connect. And, and you're right. They wanted to – during the pandemic, like, I'd have live shows, and I had, like, a, a headless, like – 
dicked guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> and yeah. I said he's the perfect man because he's always at attention and he has no mouth to <laughs> he talk He does about. not talk. He yes. doesn't talk. But Mistress Maylin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he's not going to give me COVID. <laughs> no, it's perfect. I love But we that. had these live stuff. But a lot of, I'd get a lot of customer requests for just hey, let's pretend we're on a date. Let's pretend we oh, met at a bar. Let's just talk. Because we had no human connection if you didn't have a partner already. Yeah. So um, so it was fun to do that. And it actually gave me a human connection on the outside world uh, yeah. too, to like talk and have fun with these people. We'd have quarantine parties where I'd, you know, do shower stuff where I'd be do funny things like, like um, sing songs that might don't stand too close to me. Like, oh, you cute. Know, cute. Like you, like, made a, you were actually yeah. super creative about it. And um, my Corona. <laughs> and I bet you actually converted a lot of people who were like, I'm just doing this for now. I'm just doing yeah. it for one month. I'll just sign up for one month. And they're like, wait, no, I really like her. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's it's interesting because the fans, they do. There's people that come from the Boy Meets World background. There's people that just come from the porn background. There's people come cosplay. But I try to make it like a multi-layered experience. It's not just a sex, hey, you know, that's it. It's more it, it's And so I love fun. this five senses thing. That's yeah, just that's kind exactly of, what I always try to put into everything. That blew my mind. Because, you know, <laughs> if you like, read a great book, think about it. You're you're in the five senses. If you're just reading, like, I see the scene, it's like— Really? It's you not, should do—did you read it, your book? Did you read it as an audio yes, book? Yes, I did. I, I was going to say, speaking of five senses. Yes. It was really fun. It's such a wild experience, though. Yeah. It's crazy. It is. A, I've, done, just, yeah, I've done, actually, just, I've done some <laughs> pornographic audiobook reading. Wait a minute. Pornographic? I have. So you did the dirty talk. I did the. I, I like was I scripted for me. It was scripted <laughs> for me, and I had to go under a different name. But there were a couple, and they and an audible. I I hadn't been working a lot, but I was. I I think I I was pregnant, and that's when I stopped it because I was like pregnant and talking about like the girth, the this, the that, and yeah. the genes, and I was like, well, the baby couldn't hear you. I was like, I, can't, I know. I was like, this, I can't do this anymore. I'm sorry, but um, but it, it but it was fun, and then it, and funny enough, it was a slippery slope because then they they were like, oh, let's just give this to her, and let's give this one to her, and then yeah. I was like, okay, cool, like consistent work, but I noticed it was like they were getting sex here and sex here, and I was like, I think I need a like a pseudonym, <laughs> and like I forget what it was. It was like. That is funny, though. Oh, God, I don't remember Every, what it was. You do get this. People get the names. They, they give fake names in the industry. And I was— Because I felt like I could hide behind it. You know, kind of like what you did with cosplay, probably, in the in the first part of it. It's like you want that exhibitionism, yeah. but then you also want yeah. the anonymity. Mm-hmm. So— but it's interesting in the industry, like in the adult industry, everybody, most everyone has a fake name. It's kind of fun. Great. But I think that's. So it. Riley's is not her name? No. Okay. No. Um, there's a few people who do have their real names, but, and that's why somebody. When I mean, I, you don't have a fucking choice. No. And, no. Somebody, <laughs> when I first came in and I filmed a scene, they said, oh my God, you don't have a, I can't believe you're just out there with your name. And I said, can you imagine if I was like uh, <laughs> Luna Starlight and they like found me <laughs> and they're like, well, look, she's over there. She's hiding and she's ashamed. Oh, yeah. Which I think it's a double-edged sword. I understand completely why people have to have fake names to protect themselves and hide, but it's also harmful. And it, both truths can be, it's simultaneously true all at once, you know? Right, right. Um, because it makes it so we have to hide from it. Like, this is a hidden industry. We have we can't be our real selves in it. Mm-hmm. So I like coming out there with my my real name and my real persona and being like, look, I'm not embarrassed. Why, like— so you've you've like produced and directed and, and mm-hmm. are there people that you really want to work with? Oh, absolutely. And there's more stuff that I have really want to Have you worked with Jenna do. Jameson yet? 
No, because she's out of the industry. She is out. Yeah, I, I saw out. that she had just gotten married, and yeah, I read she's her been book. Out of the I read her book like a long, oh yeah, a long time. Right, ago. right. It was such a good book. Yeah, I cannot wait to read your book. <laughs> yeah. I'm so. This will be the You'll next. See, you can see Will's in there. Oh, cool. <laughs> no, I have some oh. funny stories about Will. I, I can't wait to read funny stories about Will <laughs> yeah. Fordell. And he was like, "What did you write about?" Me? I said, "Oh, well, I'm sure you're he not, did." You're not. The, you don't have to worry. Well, then shout out to Will. We love you. Yeah, you've always not been creepy to us, and we love you for that. Exactly. But I'm so I'm so happy that you are here and you're Aww. you're you're so important. Oh, you too. It's so amazing to be here. You've done so much for everybody. I love visibility. <laughs> our genre and our years and stuff. I, you know, like I don't have to call it exactly. It's just it's just a space. It's just a safe space for us to just chat because I feel very isolated for so long. Not even just because yeah, of me the pandemic, too. right? Yeah. Oh, way before, yeah. Well, you you felt isolated too. Yeah, after? I mean, well, I think anytime like we've both been part of this space that people look at and they it's kind of like this uh, I don't know, glass house people look in and on and they want to keep you there in this in this perfect thing that they remember you mm-hmm. as. And so it's very hard to break out of that and become something different, but it's important to do that too. Like, Can you speak to how important? It's so important because— <laughs> Like you will die you if will you die. don't do it's that. It's a coffin. It's a yeah. coffin, even yes. though it's a beautiful coffin in a beautiful cemetery, mm-hmm. and it looks like it's just, a, you know, satin-lined, yeah. and you're forever, and they're lower, and people are looking you're at like you and You're like a Disney tribute. princess that's like, like exactly. sleeping beauty. Sleeping beauty down <laughs> on her, like— Flowers all around yeah. her, but it, you need to wake up and get out of the coffin before it kills you. Girl, <laughs> I mean, I have nothing more to say. Like that—that—that's so—that's so, that's so accurate. And so I think that some people don't realize that it is that serious for you to, like, eventually find like-minded folks that like can appreciate your existence. Because yeah. some people kind of want to erase your existence, and I get a right. little offended when people are like, "Why are you talking about the past so much? Like, why are you so nostalgic?" And I'm like. Uh, you can, you can fuck off. Yeah, right. Just tell them, do whatever you want. Like, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, but you shouldn't have to remain in the past without a voice. Exactly, and, yeah. and also too, like I think my interpretation of the past is is ever growing. Yeah, ever growing, right? I feel so too. Right, like so you're, too. when you look back and stuff, it's just it's. Is this your last book, or do you think you'll make more? Because I really want. I you to will make, make more. more, but. Yeah, but I don't know if I'm going to do memoir kind of style. I'm, I'm okay. working on, yeah, I am working on other books do, do, to do. Do more like fun, sexy ones? Yes. So then I could read them to yes. my husband. Yes, and I, exactly. I get, I that, that's kind of like the direction I would be going. I see memoir stuff is like, I feel like I've told my story, but there might be more later down the road. But I can't yes, wait. I would definitely get into that. I'm getting into that kind of stuff. I appreciate you taking the time. I'm sure you're very busy. Oh, you, yeah. And thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I want you to just be in my life. Yes, and please, please. Yeah, I, I tr- I'll probably Let's call you. Let's all go out with Will. That would be fun. He keeps saying lunch. Yeah, we're going to. Will, gonna... you say lunch. Let's make the date. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I love you, Will. No, we do. But I love you, Maitland. <laughs> I love you, too. <laughs> um, and thank you for coming on Vulnerable. I hope that was a pleasurable experience. Yes, yes That was. honored all your five senses. Look at dirty talking to each other. <laughs> I can feel it in my ears. <laughs> I love it. Yay! Thanks so much for checking out this episode of the Vulnerable Podcast. For clips of this episode, go ahead and check out the Podco YouTube channel. Links in the description.